hi, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm producer Ash, and this is True. I'm joined tonight by a very special guest. You might know him as the guest from last week, James Macmillan. Yeah. Yeah. That's cheers for myself. (laughs) Well, James, welcome back again. Are you going to have other people on the show? You know what? You'll find out. (gasps) You'll have to just wait and see. If I ever release one where you're not on, then you'll know. Am I in the hot seat? Yeah. It, It might get a little too hot for me, huh? Yeah. All right. That's right. Okay, so today... We've got kind of a two-parter, so we'll start with one for this week, and it will continue into next week. Cool. Doing a doubleheader. James, do you know the origins of the Pearl Jam song, Jeremy? Uh, Vaguely. I don't know the actual details of it, but yeah, I kind of know what the song is based on. Okay, well, we're going to go over that today, and right up front, trigger warning. Um, That is not a pun that was intended, but it is... going to be covering some upsetting topics like school shootings, self-harm, depression, um, violence, lots of fun, fun things. So Mm -hmm. if you don't feel up for that, let's just say maybe check out a different episode. Yeah. So the story is so much sadder than you think it is. (laughs) Let's just say that up front. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Um. So the the song and music video has been listed on MTV's 100 Greatest Music Videos Ever Made and Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Pop Songs, but it is also criticized by some, and it is known as one of the most controversial music videos of all time. Before we talk about why, let's read the 1991 Dallas Morning News article uh, covering the inspiration for the song. Sweet. The Suicide of Jeremy Dell. By the way, I am very excited for this episode. You know, as you know, I love me some 90s rock. You do. And um, you might, I mean, it's it's a downer. It's a downer. It's a downer. Yeah. But you're excited to learn. But also, this was such a pop, like you said, it was such a popular song. Yes. If you grew up in the 90s, this was just on rotation all day long on, on MTV. Yep. And and rock radio, for that matter. Yep. Humongous single. Okay, we're getting in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to 1991. This is um, the Dallas Morning News article entitled, Richardson Teenager Kills Himself in Front of Classmates. A Richardson High School sophomore described as a loner who had been in counseling fatally shot himself Tuesday in front of a classroom of about 30 students. Jeremy Wade Dell, 16, who had transferred from a Dallas school, died instantly after firing a 357 Magnum into his mouth about 9.45 a.m. Because he had missed class, the teacher in his second period English class told Jeremy to get an admittance slip from the school office. Instead, he returned with the gun. He walked directly to the front of the classroom and said, Miss, I got what I really went for then placed the barrel in his mouth and fired. The shooting occurred before the students or teacher Faye Barnett could react, said school district spokeswoman Susan Dacus-Wilson. It stunned students and faculty members throughout the school. Brian Jackson, 16, said that he was working 
the combination of his locker just outside of Jeremy's English class when he heard a loud bang, quote, like someone had just slammed a book on a desk. I thought they were doing a play or something, but then I heard a scream and a blonde girl came running out of the classroom and she was crying. Frightened but curious, Brian looked into the classroom and saw Jeremy lying on the floor bleeding. Quote, the teacher was standing against the wall, crying and shaking. Some people were standing around her, holding her as if to keep her from falling. Another student, Howard Pear Fellman, an 11th grader, was in government class when he heard the shot. Quote, At first, students joked about the noise, thinking that someone was playing around. But then we heard a girl running down the hall screaming. It was a scream from the heart. Hmm. Sergeant Pennington said Jeremy apparently had given some thought to his actions because he left a suicide note with a classmate. Investigators would not disclose its contents. Principal Jerry Bishop said Jeremy's class attendance had been sporadic. Mr. Bishop said he met with the boy and his father to discuss the problem. Police said that Jeremy had been in counseling with his father, but they didn't know the specifics. Sergeant Pennington said the police did not know where the youth got the gun and had no clue why he would kill himself in a crowded classroom. The classmates who witnessed the shooting were immediately ushered to a secluded room for counseling. Mm. About 30 members of the school district's volunteer crisis team arrived to counsel students. Classes continued throughout the day. Some students were allowed to leave early, but counselors encouraged them to stay at school and discuss their feelings. Lisa Moore, 16, said she knew Jeremy from the in-school suspension program. Quote, he and I would pass notes back and forth and he would talk about life and stuff. She said Jeremy wanted to discuss the boy she was dating and also mentioned that he was having trouble with one of his teachers. He signed all of his notes right back. But on Monday, he wrote, later days. I didn't know what to make of it, she said, but I never thought this would happen. However, Sean Forrester, 17, remembered Jeremy as friendly with no outward signs of turmoil. He never looked like he had anything wrong with him. He always made a joke over everything, Sean said. Jeremy was the son of Joseph R. Dell of Richardson, with whom he lived, and Wanda Crane. The couple divorced in 1979, according to Dallas County Court records. Mr. Dell could not be reached for comment. Ms. Crane, through a spokesman, declined to comment. Tuesday's shooting was the first known teen suicide in a Richardson school. It was the first by a Richardson student since 1988, when student suicides prompted the creation of the crisis intervention program in May of that year. Oh, wow. Three Richardson students committed suicide during the first half of 1988. They included a sixth grader and two sophomores at J.J. Pierce High School. One of the sophomores hanged himself from a tree behind Mohawk Elementary School during a weekend. But So this is before yes. Jeremy's suicide. Okay. Yes. There was, a, there was a lot of it leading up to this. Sorry to interrupt, but were these all this type of suicide? No. No. No, various types. This is, yeah. Did they hurt others, though, I guess is what I'm asking. No, these were all self-only. And Jeremy only hurt himself, right? Yes. Okay. That's an important part of it, too. So in 1985, a 17-year-old Arlington student shot himself in front of four fellow oh. students in the drama classroom at God. Arlington High School. Earlier, an outbreak of teen suicides in Plano, Texas, where eight youths killed themselves in 1983 and 1984, helped to focus national attention on the plight of suicidal teenagers. Wow, all in Texas, too. Yeah, I had no idea. Jeez. 
Students and counselors agreed that the shock of Jeremy's public demise would have a lingering effect on the Richardson students, particularly the witnesses. Quote, they are going to go through a ton of sadness, anxiety, and fear, said Cheryl Pender, a counselor with Willow Park Hospital in Plano and former director of the Suicide and Crisis Center in Dallas. So that is the original article going over what happened. Okay. Um, now we'll talk about the song. So Eddie Vedder said in a 1991 interview that he wrote the song after reading a newspaper article on the very public suicide of Texas teenager Jeremy Dell in a high school classroom, coupled with Vedder's own personal experience that he had in seventh grade with a classmate who fired a gun in geography class. That's a kind of a brutal thing to go through. Yeah, I'd say so. I'll mess you up. <laughs> I'll do it. So the video, if you don't remember... It begins with some text. It says, 3.30 in the afternoon, an affluent suburb, 64 degrees and cloudy. Throughout the video, more text flashes across the screen, painting a fictionalized story of Jeremy's family pain and school struggles. Quote, peer, described as bored, ignored, harmless, dot, 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 dot. The Jeremy character, played by 12-year-old Trevor Wilson, grows increasingly agitated as he scribbles demented images on paper, argues with his parents, and stares eerily into the camera while wrapped in an American flag. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, I was reading back at that, and I was thinking, like, that is so, like, I don't know, on the nose and dramatic and, like, emo. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a <laughs> 90s rock band video. Yeah. In the climax of the original uncensored video, Jeremy walks so this is probably not one that any of us have seen. Just saying that. This is the original video. Oh, okay. Jeremy walks into the classroom, tosses an apple to his teacher, and slides the barrel of a gun into his mouth. Wow. The scene was determined to be too graphic, so so MTV omitted that part. The audience only sees the image of the blood-covered classmates accidentally leading most viewers to believe, such as myself, that Jeremy shot his classmates rather than only himself. It's, it's what I always thought growing up. Yep. Yep. I think I still kind of to this day thought that was the story. Yeah. It was like a, a school shooting. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. So the story that Eddie Vedder wrote, the lyrics, is it because he's almost talking about like, like, clearly I remember picking on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. Is mm-hmm. he, so is he like a fictitious character remembering being in the school? Yeah, like he would fellow? have been a, a spectator. Is he saying he's a student or just a general fly on the wall spectator? I think he's supposed to be a student from, I mean, I'm looking at the, yeah at the lyrics again. I, I think that he's probably one of the fictitious um, bullies that could have driven Jeremy to to suicide. For those of you that aren't super familiar with the song or like a refresher, here's a little bit of the first part of the song that gives you a good perspective of Eddie Vedder's take on the incident. Oh, to the fact 
After Jeremy, Pearl Jam didn't make another music video for six years. No way. Yep. That's shocking that it took six years to make another video. That record called 10 was their debut album and it was monumentally big and they had many other singles off that record i didn't know that that's great a lot of singles like really popular singles from that record pearl jam video director mark pellington later mused quote i think pearl jam was very very upset at this piece about an alienated uh kid who took his own life that it was taken to be this glorified piece about a guy who shoots his classmates Mm. And those concerns were unfortunately proven valid when, in 1996, a school shooting was blamed on the video, which we will cover in next week's episode. Wow. But for now, let's end this episode on a quote from Jeremy's mother. She said, The day that he died did not define his life. He was a son, a brother, a nephew, a cousin, a grandson. He was a friend. He was talented. That is such a crazy story. Good job on your research. Um, yeah, that's a that's a song that I grew up listening to, loving. I still love the song. I still love that album. And uh, that's just such a moment in time. It's it's weird because it reminds me of Nirvana, Nevermind, and the the single Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, that music video is so iconic. Mm-hmm. They're playing in that gymnasium. It's Kurt Cobain's like, dream of playing in a punk rock band in front of his high school. It's so that kind of era and that age. Um, this video is different that it was played constantly. It's it's almost as iconic as that video. Not quite, but pretty close. And I think a lot of people remember that, you know, sitting in your, sitting in your living room watching that video and not quite realizing the weight of the, the topic of that song. That's pretty crazy. That debut album from a band puts out that single and it's about that topic and it does that well mm-hmm. yeah it's also crazy that mtv in editing the music video yeah. actually caused the problem that they were kind of seeking to avoid oh, of course yeah yeah i mean i understand i'm not even like if i were the the studio execs for mtv i probably would have done the same thing yeah, you see Can't a 12-year-old boy putting a gun a barrel tough. in his mouth, and you go, yikes, do I not need that? Well, they banned a lot of things back then, like Trent Reznor, or Nine Inch Nails, Closer video. That was banned from MTV. Why? Don't know. Because it was creepy or something? And I don't know. <laughs> it's it's crazy, the stuff they decided to ban and not ban back then. Yeah. Well, we always have to end with a moral of the story. My moral is going to be just be nice to people. You don't know what they're going through. At any age. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll second that as a moral of the story. That, you know, suicide, it's, it's a disease. You know, it's, it's, such a, it's such a fickle thing. It's so hard to diagnose, and it's so hard to know when someone's at that point. Man, what And it a can have thing. ripple effects. I mean, it, it kind of spreads. It, it, the way that that article read, it was very much like, they have all of these, like this rash yeah. of teen suicides in Texas right. in the 80s and 90s. In a similar way. Yeah. Public suicide, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Well, sad topic, sad story, but a, a classic moment in art and rock and roll history. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in and check out next week's episode where we talk more about 
the school shooting that was blamed on the Jeremy video. Ooh, can't wait. <laughs>